Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not pay someone to invest your money. Broke ass investor back making a uh, car podcast as always. Um, this time I got to drive to work a little early, so it's still dark out. But uh, decided to make a video on investing and basically more so how, why you should not pay someone to invest your own money. So if you are paying someone to invest your own money, obviously this podcast is for you. If you're not, please, uh, you know, please just enjoy the listen and pass it on to your friends who are paying. But anyway, so for most people, they have, you know, only a 401k, I'll say. And when you ask them, oh, do you have a 401k? They'll say, yeah. My company has it. Oh, what? What? Uh, do you choose your own investments? Oh no, I pay some guy to do it. Wait, what? What is he doing with it? I have no idea. So most 401ks, there's, there's, I believe two options. Um, one is the robo advisor type advi- at the type option, and then the other is actual, you know, asking a physical person to control your money. Scenarios, you're going to be paying a fee on your money. On you know, on top. So, on top of the fee on you know the investments, the index funds, whatever that they're putting your money in. So, fee after fee after fee. Now, what exactly are they doing? They're basically trying to be the S and P 500. <coughs> That's the typical goal of either a robo freaking advisor or, or you know a human, although I don't freaking think it's a human at the time. It's probably both robo advisors, but their goal is to beat or mirror the S and P 500, and that's what they can brag off of. Now, what are they doing? Um, I mean, if it's a 401k, again, you have limited, limited index funds, limited options to choose from. So they're just picking the winners, the winners over time. Now, why can't you do this? That is the main question of this podcast. Because you don't you don't realize how easy it is. When you log into your 401k and you look at your allocation, you can see all of the options. Well, you'd have to go to all the index funds because your allocation might not have all of them, but it's easy for you to identify pull up all of the funds that are within your 401k that you're able to choose from. Now, it may, you know, it sure as hell will look complicated at first when you pull this information up because it's a whole bunch of numbers and terminology that you do not understand, but that's only in the beginning. But keep in mind, there's very few statistics that you're going to care about. You know, one of which is the inception to date performance. So most index funds will say how they did in the one, you know, the last one year, the last three years, the last five years, 10 years, and then lifetime. So if you go under the lifetime performance, if it's averaging, say, 
8 to 10 percent um, then that's a pretty damn that's a pretty good index fund um, of course it's depending on how long it existed if it existed a year then obviously it's a little trickier because it doesn't have a track record but if it's existed for 10 you know 10 years okay uh, you know I'm gonna trust this this has a you know it, this is what it's averaging it's, it's doing pretty well so I, I would choose that index fund now one other thing that well two other things you need to care about um, one is the uh, expense ratio so as I mentioned before there's an expense to owning an index fund typically they're low especially with Vanguard um, and most companies most bigger companies have a you know a low expense ratio index fund um, if it's something under their name so you know because they want you to use it so again you want to take the lifetime gains and minus the expense ratio and that would be your expected return if it has a high expense ratio you know you're gonna be a little hesitant I mean the lifetime gains better make up for that and more but um, you know I'd be weary of anything with a you know great a higher than norm expense ratio and I'm not gonna say what the norm is because every 401k company is different so you have to average it out you have to look at your options compare all the expense ratios and that you know you can see what's normal for that company last but not least um, now you may have say three great options based on the, the two parameters I mentioned before but you should also look at the sector um, you know the sector that they're in you know what are they heavy on so if those three options are all top heavy in the same sectors should you really be choosing all three or should you go another route so you need to keep an eye on sector because again I mean these index funds alone you know they're very diversified but they'll tell you the sectors that they're high on um, from you know the front page to top 10 at least and that's very useful because you want to know that um, I know I said that was the other one but there is one more um, you want to also pick at least one that's international to continue the diversification because obviously most of the index funds will be domestic within your uh, country um, but you want to you know also invest you know throughout the world other countries sometimes can do better than your own so uh, you would like to diversify by country as well so as I mentioned the your 401k choices it's so simple do not pay someone all you do log into the website and you find the funds that are available and then you look at the lifetime you know how it did over a lifetime the percentage you know the rate that it averages year over year minus out the expense ratio that would be what you expect to get paid you know plain and simple but you also want to look at the sector and the um, you know the country that they're invested in you know you want international stocks so if you're too damn lazy for that there's an even easier route and that's the target date funds so they most again most 401ks will offer something called a target date fund and 
honestly, well, I looked at Vanguard and I was surprised the expense ratio is it's not that high compared to other index funds. So these are bad. So if you want to be lazy, so be it. So what you do is you choose, uh, they have all these different years for target index funds. You choose the year that, you know, that you think you're going to retire or around there. Obviously it's not going to have the exact year, but it'll have, I think every five years. So it'll be something close. And the point behind it is it will, you know, judge your investing based on the time that you have left in the workplace. So if you have 30 years left to work, it's going to invest heavy on stocks and little on bonds. If you have five years left to work, it's going to, you know, decrease the amount you're going to have in stocks and put some more in bonds because bond is a safer income stream than, you know, stock market. Stock market obviously is for better growth. You do still want growth. Although you're about to retire, and even if you do retire, you still want growth. So stocks are never out of the equation, but they're just not as, you know, you're not going to have 90%, 100% stocks when you're about to retire or going to retire. But yeah, these target funds, they, they do the work. Um, obviously, you want to do the same thing. You want to see the lifetime. How are these target funds doing? And if it's comparable to the best index fund and you don't want to manage, you don't want to look at your 401k because you are that lazy, then I guess this is the route for you. But again, you're not paying someone, so you're avoiding that other expense. These target funds are made for lazy people. Um, I personally do not choose the target fund, but I, I, I do choose several index funds that I believe are, uh, you know, have been performing well, you know, based on proof, obviously. So, and I look at this once a year, actually, uh, the year has expired, so I need to look at mine again. And I, if I do make changes, it's only on new contributions. I never go back and change what I previously invested. Um, I just don't want to, you know, that route at the time when I made the change I trusted what I did so I'm gonna leave it alone um, so if I decide I want to invest more in a certain index fund then I'm gonna make that change based on new money not old money get what I'm saying so yeah I mean that's basically for 401k so if you ever hear someone so if you're not that guy and you hear someone that says I have a guy please 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 do not do not pay someone to run your 401k now, what about not something outside of a 401k? What about an IRA or, you know, just a regular brokerage? I assume they also have options to pay a robo-advisor or a person, quote-unquote, you know, to invest your money. So, why, you know, if you want nothing to do with the market, if you think you have no idea, then why would you not pay them, right? Again, same reason I went through on the 401k, and that's, um, there's, again, you do, your the research is so simple, and it's all out there. So, again, if you're, if you're automatically saying you don't know what you're doing, and you're being lazy, then ETFs, again, and index funds are for you. Funds, in general, are for you. These funds are made automatically diversified. They have an exchange, they have an ETF, 
have an exchange traded fund for almost anything. Um, so if you're a dividend investor, they have dividend ETFs. If you're, you know, if you want to invest in the aristocrats only, the ones that have paid dividends 25 years or more, there's an ETF for that. There's a utility ETF. There's a this and that ETF. There's a marijuana ETF. There's an ETF for everything. So essentially, you only need to do the work to locate the ETF. But again, you want to look at the ETF in prior performance. So if this ETF has performed well over the past five to 10 to 20, whatever years, then you'll have a better feeling about investing in this ETF. So, you know, and again, ETFs are available in an IRA or a regular brokerage that, you know, you would find. So just, I mean, the point of this podcast is paying someone does not make sense. I have a guy or, you know, I, whenever I hear that, I just, again, I almost about five or maybe even 10 years ago, I almost clicked that option in my 401k. Oh my God, I would have beat the crap out of myself had I done that, but I did not. And I was choosing what I thought was the right thing. But sure enough, as I actually cared more and more, a little more about investing, it really is not rocket science to go through your 401k fund. Um, And I would highly recommend writing it down paper guy, fine, write it on paper, but put on Excel spreadsheet. That way, you can go back to it next year and see, okay, oh, what do I have, so should I read, you know, reallocate this, blah, 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 it, again, it's so simple. It's really, people make it a lot more complicated than it has to be, but all I'm saying is, don't pay a guy to invest your money, because this guy will never care about your money the way that you will. This is your money, this is your retirement, this is your future. Who the hell is gonna care more about your money than you? I mean, seriously. I mean, I I don't know. You can do what you want, but again, I'm just a broke-ass investor. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy learning more and more each and every day, trying to share knowledge So I'm hoping, you know, I can reach out to a few of you here and there and teach you, you know, a thing or two about um, investing. But um, if you have listened to this podcast this far, thank you. I appreciate it. If you have um, comments about this podcast or suggestions on future podcasts, please um, let me know either through my Instagram Um, the broke investor I believe it's the underscore broke underscore investor or you can find me on YouTube also the broke investor same icon same stupid pink face I know I should change it soon but whatever Um, but yeah please leave some feedback um, with me through those channels I also have a Twitter if you don't have those other two Uh, it's investor underscore broke because broke investor was taken damn it But anyway, yeah, please let me know. Reach out to me through those channels. And um, please leave some feedback. I would, you know, I would appreciate it. Because I know, again, this is more of a startup podcast. Not many views. Blah, blah, blah. I'm working my way up. I'm being lazy too, though. So.
not consistent uh, as consistent as I want to be but hearing feedback sometimes does re-energize and re-motivate me so um, it's greatly appreciated all right thanks a lot guys time to go to work later